Welcome to the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, and I'm here with Eric Calviño. How's it going, everybody? And Ivan Ocampo. Hi, everybody. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> I love it. I love the Good Harry Carey-ish. Little Harry Carey, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Hi, everybody. Ooh. On this episode of the podcast, we are smoking a cigar for a little change of pace. Wait till you find out what it is. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, our cigar industry street assault dream teams, Ooh. correcting the mistakes of Jesse Smollett. Uh, Eric's field trip to a rather famous massage parlor. Getting crafty with it. Oh, boy. And uh, pro cigar, cigar regulation stuff, all sorts of things. So stick around all to sorts of stuff. the other side of this word from our episode sponsor, Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation-grown Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. All right, this episode's featured cigar is the Cornelius by Cornelius and Anthony. It is made at El Titan de Bronze here in uh, in Miami, right in our backyard. You can say it properly, Nick. No, I am saying it properly. Yeah, they spelled it's, it with it's a Z. Spelled it's de Bronze. Okay. Just like Sabor Havana. I'm not going to give them that Havana stuff. There's Sabor Havana and Titan de Bronze. All right, all right. Well, anyway. We would say Bronze. Like, even though it's not spelled right. It's, yeah, it's not on me. It's not Titan on me. the bronze. Titan the bronze. I actually kind of like the sound of Titan the bronze. Yeah, it sounds like something completely different, yeah. right? Uh, this is, again, made here in Miami at Titan the bronze uh, with a uh, an Ecuadorian wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, and fillers from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. We are smoking this in the 55 by 46 Corona Gorda format. Uh Mm. You people, Ivan. Ivan was in a hurry to get into this. He was excited yeah, about the cigar. I couldn't wait. It, yeah, everybody abandoned up. for for lunch, so I was looking at this thing sitting on my desk for the entire time. So I couldn't wait to get into it. Yeah, just so, longingly, like you know, gazing at his cigar. Oh, tighten the bronze. Oh, tighten. Cornelius. I like it better if you yeah. were to say, "Oh, Cornelius." You know what I did uh, remember, which took me. I guess a month to remember. We were talking about Planet to Planet of the Apes. I couldn't remember the name of the monkey until, mm-hmm. re- until yeah, this afternoon. I was like, I was like, God, that's the ape, that's the, the ape's monkey. name. Yeah, sorry, the ape. <laughs> I, I, whatever. I, I always forget <laughs> the difference between the monkeys and apes, but whatever. Uh, how are you guys feeling about it? Planet of the Apes. It's not called Planet of the Monkeys. This is true. That, that, that's it. That's so. All I what's got the there. difference? I, I, I think there's I think the tail. I think the tail. Like monkeys, yes, have, monkeys tail, have tails. Tail is a big part of it. Yes. Yeah, so like chimps are apes, not monkeys, I think, right? Gorillas are apes. That's it, Nick. Let it go. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. I know some of them that don't have tails. They're showing off a little bit. Let me have my moment. (laughs) Uh, How do you guys feel about this uh, tailless cigar? I'm enjoying it. This ape of a Cornelius. Well, but Ivan Ivan, uh, got into it first, so you're farther along. How do you feel? So how long do you think you've had it in the humidor? I think it's no less than a year and a half. Okay. I don't remember the strength on it when we smoked them fresh, but very creamy. Super, right? Yeah, I agree. Very creamy, subdued. I get a lot of cinnamon in it. Uh, maybe some hazelnut. I'm enjoying it. I like I'm that on hazelnut. I'm with you on, on all of reference. that. Uh, seriously. It, it is. And I, it did, I remember it. I don't remember when we rated it, but I remember that I got a 92. Yeah. Uh, which is a high praise for Cigar Snop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and no, I, I'm I'm with you 100%. Super, super creamy. Uh, I, I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I definitely pick up on that hazelnut. Maybe like some like some like caramel. Yeah. In there. Yeah, all those um, creamy creamy notes. And a nice, it's a nice thick smoke too. You know, so it's also got sort of a creamy texture to it. Uh, I'm digging it. So we will definitely be coming. Well done, back. Cornelius and Anthony. Well done, Cornelius and Anthony. Both of you. Both of you did a great job. <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll be coming back to this in a little bit. But first, Eric, where you been? Oh, whoa, whoa. So uh, yesterday... Any I... happy endings? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, now. Hey. Uh, no, so yesterday a, uh, I was on a, 
a press trip, a sort of PR press trip up to Jupiter Beach Resort, which, by the way, was pretty damn awesome. And uh, and then they took us over to Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium to watch spring training St. Louis Cardinals versus Atlanta Braves. And uh, on the way, on the way to the stadium, our driver pointed out that we were we were on the street where Tiger Woods and Tony La Russa both got their DUIs. So oh, cool, whatever. And you know, we were kind of caught up in the moment and didn't think about it. On the way back from the game, he's like, "Well, and uh, here's where the famous massage parlor is." I was like, "Hang on a second, you have to get me in front of it." So we went. Uh, drove past the uh, orchids uh, of Asia, right? Spa, yeah. But it just says it just says orchids. A little, a little kind of worn out sign that says orchids. Uh, How shitty is the shopping center? Because it looks it's not. Bad. It's not a shitty shopping center no? at all. No. Okay. It's actually a pretty decent one. It's got a Publix in it. I mean, it's a. All right, because when news first broke, I'm expecting I know, Robert like Kraft it. to be at some, you know, some some Las Vegas wind looking. Uh, massage parlor and then when you see this picture of this asian rub and tug yeah i know it looks like it's some <laughs> it, it, crappy it very little back much alley, that. I, I think they busted 160 guys at that location according to our driver and 40 some odd guys at a at another affiliated location up the road hmm. so the shopping center is not a little rinky dink strip mall it's a it's a big ass mall Okay. And there's all kinds of respectable businesses there, chiropractors and dentists and normal business. Okay. Those of you who are playing Cigar Snob Podcast Bingo, make sure you've marked Rub and Tug on your <laughs> 70, 76 episodes is how long it took us to get to Rub and Tug. Rub and Tug. So, uh, so anyway, I did. Uh, we did get a picture of it. So I have it. I don't know if, any, if anybody wants. Ask for it. I'll post it. Uh, but yeah. We we got to see Bob Kraft's favorite uh, rubbing tub. And when you say we, oh, it was a group. It was a media group. Okay. So not that many of us, but it was a it was a small contingent of media. Yeah. We were there to see you know the Cardinals play the Braves. We got uh, we got uh, we got to see batting practice. We were on the field, hanging around there, goofing off. It was amazing to see how many adults were geeking out over spring training. On field, not in this media group. I was the only guy familiar with baseball in our group. Uh, but just in general, how many people were had paid for the VIP experience of being on the field at batting practice and were literally like yelling out players' names as they were going up to the batting cage. Yeah. Hey, Ozzy, Ozzy, hey, how about, how about an autograph for the kid? You know, like it was, yeah. it was pretty. I, it gave me hope for baseball because I. I don't see that down here. You're jaded. It's your big city folk. That's why. So people go and hang yeah. out in Jupiter or whatever. Maybe they're. I completely get it. I yeah. get it. But and I, and I know that we're jaded here. Here at the ballpark, you could have. You oh, could the, have freaking yeah. Roger Clemens walk right in front of people like I say, yeah, yeah, whatever, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I also uh, think down there they were geeking yeah. out. It was pretty interesting. I get the sense though, also that uh, in in. Places where they're dealing with like spring training or minor league teams, it, it's more personal. Like you end up with a little more like up, more up close and personal, and without a doubt, that makes people around there feel more invested. And without a doubt, but I also uh, noticed that these people that were geeking out were not the yeah. locals; they were all right, tourists. Right. Yeah, they had their skin was way too white and bright red from standing <laughs> in the in batting practice. Everyone else that was a local, you could tell. Yeah, you know, was uh, was already tanned before they got there. Uh, so anyway, pretty cool, and and I have to tell you the resort, uh, Jupiter Beach Resort. I absolutely loved it, loved it. Really quiet. The hotel was packed, sold out at capacity, and yet it felt great. It didn't feel, uh, it didn't feel stuff. It didn't feel like you were bumping into people. Yeah. The restaurants, uh, all a good service, even though there was a lot of people there. So I was impressed. Uh, I dig it. If you have reason to be in jupiter be it spring training or a golf tournament like the upcoming honda classic highly recommend the jupiter beach resort really badass place not because they had me up there i really enjoyed it i've i've been invited to other places that i don't recommend so anyway all right that's what i got man that was my field trip cool good stuff take an uber if you ever go out in jupiter at night 
Yes, because clearly they are really good at detecting <laughs> DUIs. Uh, all right, so some of you may have watched, some of you may not have the 91st annual Academy Awards. Uh, I think most of us were did pretty not watch? <laughs> did not did not watch the show and did not watch very many movies that were nominated or won anything. But um, we've got a link to to the list of winners and nominees. I don't know whether you guys saw any of this or maybe there are things that you want to see. I know, Eric, you and I watched the uh, that Free Solo trailer. Which uh, looks... Yeah, that was the one thing that I thought, holy crap, I need to see that. Yeah, so Free Solo being about, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? He's a he's a known climber, like about as yeah. famous as climbers get, yeah. which is and clearly still, not that famous. because still don't know his but, name. But the documentary looks pretty, uh, pretty damn good. So that one for best documentary. Uh, actually, on the flight to Seattle, which is a trip that we'll talk about later on in the podcast, I watched uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Which uh, Rami, Rami, Malik, whatever the guy's name is from Mr. Yep. Robot, uh, good performance. He won best best actor, uh, but that movie won for best editing, and the editing was gaga. I oh really? Yeah, the editing was was not good. Um, it also won really? for Why? like how didn't they have to like combine real live footage, real footage from concerts with? Isn't no, that kind no. of why? No, no, not at all. Okay, no, I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. You, you know what I think it was? I, I, I got the sense that maybe it was that they that they shot it, and then later on they probably ended up having to deal with uh, like edit demands from the band about like how the about the history of the group and maybe cutting out certain phrases that were like, no, we can't have it be that so and so said that some shit like that. That's the sense that I get because there are conversations where it's like tons of edits, and actually, if Choppy. you look for. If you look for this, uh, there's a scene where it's just a conversation with them and a manager. And it's like just a chat around a table. And it's just constant cuts and cuts and cuts. But if you're into Queen, then you should see it. Because this guy's performance as uh, Freddie Mercury was awesome. And, and the music is good because it's Queen if you're into Queen. So yeah, that's a thing to see. Uh, Star and, is Born, very good. Also, another musical right. uh, movie. There's a lot of that lately, right? There was La La Land. Like it seems like that's a thing. That's yeah. sort of, although this is more of a biopic, so that's not a new thing. Like there was Ray did really well. Uh, uh, whatever the Mom, Johnny Ali. Cash one. No, yeah, uh, I was really impressed with Lady Gaga with both the performance in the movie and uh, performance she had at the Oscars. She's she's an incredible talent. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. I do want to shout out uh, Nicholas Antonio Jimenez. Oh boy, because he called out uh, in a recommendation. Spider-Man into the Spider-Man. The Spider-Man. They, I said I thought the same thing. And it won thing. best animated feature. Yeah, yeah, he called it out a long he time ago. Telling you. Well done, Nicholas. I know about apes and cartoons. <laughs> I, I will say when they when they announced it, um, when they were calling out the category, everybody cheered incredibly before the actual like. Oh yeah. B- before the actual award was given, when the actually the nomination came up, everybody went nuts, and I was like, "Wow, there's Nick's movie! Everybody's going there nuts in the crowd, and they won!" Wow. Yeah. So that's you know what's maybe sad uh, of all of the movies here, the only category where I've seen more than one is in animated features, uh, and that may have to do with the fact that I have kids. Right. Uh, what are the other ones? It was uh, Isle of Dogs, which I I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Right. Uh, and Incredibles 2. So I saw three in that cut, but not the winning one, even though you recommended it. Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah, I don't know. Green uh, Door? Oh, oh, you're saying the anime. Oh, okay. Yeah, on animated ones. Animated. Yeah. So anyway, there's a bunch of stuff here, though, that I do want to see. Like Black Klansman looks good. Haven't yeah, seen I it. do want to see that. Uh, I'm not really particularly interested in seeing it, but Mary Poppins Returns. The uh, I have I did see a thing about the costume design there, and it's pretty freaking cool. Uh, what was wrong with the first, with the original Mary Poppins? I mean, what? She went away, and then, you know, she's, she's got to return. She has to return. Okay. Yeah. So Fair enough. This is unfinished business. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, okay. so okay. Uh, that's where we'll leave that. That was moderately more informed than our uh, baseball coverage from several months ago. That's true. Uh, which, look out for that. If you're a baseball fan, veteran listeners of the podcast know how deep <laughs> we get into the baseball, uh, baseball news. So stick around. Uh, that's on the way. You know, strangely, I found myself like loving baseball while I was there yeah. on the field, which it'd been a long time since I'd felt that way. Like as a kid, I used to keep score while watching a baseball game. I was a nut about baseball. Ivan knows this. Yep. Uh, I was nutty about it. And you were also a baseball manager for our high school Ooh, team. Watch out. Hey now. I had a job I couldn't play and I was terrible. But, uh, 
But uh, I digress. But I digress. <laughs> so, but I did find myself loving it. Like I, I was. It's a, it's, a, it's a different thing when you go to the games. Going to the games, it always is. is. Yeah. And and I gotta tell you that ballpark is pretty badass. Uh, Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium, and the little town around it is cool too. And it, it it's a minor league stadium that has. I hate to go back to the topic that we just passed, but sure, still, yeah. I just forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, the sta- the stadium has two hosts, two tenants. It's the the Marlins play in that stadium, the Marlins spring training, right? Asian and, uh, Asian massage. And Asian the, and the fighting Asian massages play in that I mean, stadium. The, the fighting orchids of Asia. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so everyone in the town is both a Marlins fan and a Cardinals fan. Just depends on who's playing that day. Yeah. So everyone has like the the gear for both teams. Nice. So eh, I thought that was neat about cool. that town. You know whose team I have the gear for? Oh, I love it! How episode you sponsor El Galang Cigars with the Deep V T-shirt. Yes, you do. Oh, and yeah. you rock it here at the office. Oh, yeah. Then. So El Galang Cigar is the company behind its core El Galang line, Doña Nieves, and extensions of both. Brings you Vegas del Purial. Vegas del Purial is an homage to El Galang founder Felix Mesa's paternal grandparents, Felipe and Caridad Mesa, who grew tobacco in the Cuban province of Las Villas. The uh, cigar is also an homage to their farm. The cigar is made at El Galang's Esteli factory and features an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers, and a new hybrid tobacco called FFMC96 for the binder. It's available in four Vitolas, a 5x50 Robusto, a 5.5x52 Belicoso, a 7x38 Lancero, and a 6 and 3 quarters by 52 Super Toro. The cigars range in price from $8.90 to $10 per cigar. They've been out there since October. If you haven't had one, what are you doing? By the way, the Lancero is number three on our list of the top How 25 cigars of 2018. Where's that Hornet? Where's that Hornet? It'll get there. <laughs> oh, Woo-hoo! baby. All right, so you can find them at elgalangcigars.com or get on social media and find them at El Galang Cigars. That's E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars. You do that so well. All over the place. E-L-G-A-L-A-N Cigars. Elgalangcigars.com. All right. Uh, I did not smoke any El Galang Cigars while I was in Seattle because they make it very difficult to smoke any cigars at all. Yeah. Uh, but Andy, our art director, who you may remember as our hot dog eating contest champion, champion. and as having failed miserably our fake citizenship test in earlier episodes of the podcast, uh, the two of us went to uh, Seattle, Rain City, and uh, got rained on a little bit, but didn't really <laughs> do a lot of smoking, uh, except for on a few occasions. So uh, we'd never been. Seattle was very cool. First thing we did when we landed was drive to Snoqualmie, uh, which is the uh, Indian casino about 45 minutes from the airport. If you're in Seattle, that's where you want to go to smoke because it's the only place you can smoke indoors outside of private clubs. Have either of you been to Seattle? No, I've only uh, connected there. Connected there. Uh, I haven't. I was really impressed with the city. The The downtown was a lot more like walkable. Like we really could, if not for the fact that we were there to do a travel story and we wanted to give ourselves uh, the ability to get places a little more, you know, quickly and expeditiously. Yeah, and go all the way across town without much problem. You really could just land, get a hotel downtown, and uh, and just walk around and get to know the town on foot if if you really wanted to. Uh, not even using public transit. But I want to give a, a shout out to is that me? No. Uh, shout out to uh, El Gaucho Hospitality Group. I think is what they're called. Uh, but this is the company. Behind uh, El Gaucho, which is a, a chain of uh, area steakhouses. And in Seattle in particular, they have the Inn at El Gaucho. So, uh, highly recommend. Awesome steakhouse with a boutique hotel attached to it uh, that they're doing some renovations on. So, we didn't get to experience this ourselves, but they're actually making it so that you can have sort of like a little in-room steakhouse experience while you're there, which will be very cool. So, the steak was awesome. We went to that same restaurant group's other restaurant called Heirloom, uh, which is more on like the, I don't know what to call it, but somewhat experimental farm-to-table kind of cuisine. Yeah. High-end, though. I saw some of the High pictures. End. looked yeah. very, very nice. With an awesome view of the water. Yeah. Um, and then we went to some cigar places. So uh, 
it's basically straight retail unless you're a member of a private lounge. The the deal with Seattle, and and this will sort of be connected to something we're doing later. I think Seattle, you know, we don't want to get too much into all the things we did there because we don't want to spoil the travel story. Uh, but the more we spoke to people in Seattle, the more uh, we realized Seattle is sort of one of those cautionary tale stories of like how far those state and local regulations can go. Yeah. Um, so in Seattle, it's not almost only, worst case scenario, it's almost worst case scenario. In in, in Seattle, uh, you cannot even smoke in a tobacconist, uh, like at a cigar shop. Uh, all the lounges are private, and even the private lounges can't have employees. So um, in a future episode, uh, we're gonna have an an interview with Bill, the owner at Vertigo Cigar Club, and and he gets into some detail about why he does things the way that he does them. So to be a member at Vertigo. Uh, you not only need to pay a uh, pay a, a fee, obviously, but go through an interview process with Bill, where you're smoking with him to see whether you will be accepted as a member of this club. And the way he tells it is, it's not because we want to be a pain in the ass, right? I don't, I don't think he used that phrase, uh, but because they got to make sure that you're the sort of guy they can trust to come in, because you got to do your own dishes, you got to like vacuum if you spill ash, because it's basically on Bill and the kindness of his members wow. to take care wow. of the place, because he can't hire anybody to deal with it. Um, so, uh, Seattle's a cool town, seemed like it had a pretty vibrant cigar culture, all things considered. But let me, let me jump in here again, going through the images. Cause I've, I've never been, most of these owners have to get creative. That shot of that one shop that has the bus parked Correct. in front. That is Rain City, right? Exactly. That's Rain City Cigars. And we did an interview with Joe, the owner there. Uh, so what Joe does is he has a 15 seat bus in the parking lot out in front of his shop in a, in a shopping center. And to get into this bus, you have to have spent, um, don't quote me on this, but I think it's like 12 to $15 on cigars. And then built into that is your 24 hour membership to the, to the bus. bus. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that you go into the bus and you have 24 hours from the moment that you do that transaction, uh, to get in and out of there. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's the wild. lengths they have to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot more coming in that travel story, but uh, all this was just a, a little bit of a teaser um, about some of the cigar stuff. And, and there really was a lot of cool stuff uh, that we did in Seattle. Uh, also, shout out to Conduit Coffee Company. Uh, they're a, a, a coffee roaster up there in Seattle and gave us a pretty kick-ass little uh, crash course in, in all the things that they do. And we got a chance to smoke cigars with them on their roof. But Andy and I, being the Miami Cubans that we are, did not last very long with this rooftop winter uh, Seattle smoking. <laughs> so... What what uh what I am sad about is that uh, Ivan, have you noticed any change in the coffee culture inside of Cigar Snob since these guys got back? I haven't, but it was Neither never. Have I. But it wasn't very bad before they left either. No, no, no. We have an excellent cigar culture. However, okay, these okay. guys didn't come back with any with like any. new sure. tips or tricks or beans or, or beans. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to say that. <coughs> beans. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna acquire some beans. I'm gonna call up our friends at Conduit, get them to, to get yourself some beans. Some me some beans. Some me some magic beans, and um, and I'll, I'll practice my my latte art for you. See if we get some latte art going in here. We don't need latte art, buddy. Or I'll do the tasting. I'll do. I'll do. Yes, do a cupping yeah, I'm gonna, session. I'm gonna do a cupping. I'm gonna do a cupping, and we're gonna record it and send it to these guys. So they, not a spooning, Nick. Not a spooning session. A cupping session. Who says you have to pick? <laughs> you can't have one without the other. All right, so uh, let's go back to the cigar. How are you guys feeling about this Cornelius by Cornelius and Anthony? I think, it has, uh, I think it's like rounded out a little bit more now. Uh, less intensity to to the little bit of pepper that there was. There's there's less intensity to everything, and the creaminess is still there. So really enjoyable right now. I mean, not that it wasn't enjoyable before. Stayed very consistent with me. I'm still getting that nice little pepper on the retro hail. It's very nice. Yeah, I, I I feel it like toned down a bit. Yeah, I had to relight it because I was talking too much. But it you is talk nice. too damn much. Too damn much. The rent is too damn high, and I talk too damn much. Uh, but yeah, no. It, it, now that I've relit it, I can say confidently that it's still good. <laughs> yes, it is a very nice relit cigar. Uh, so. So yeah, we'll come back to this before the end of the podcast, but I think the consensus here is that we're we're into it. Good yeah. job, uh, good job, Cornelius and Anthony and El Titan de Browns. Uh, Shout out to Sandy. Sandy. 
So, unless you've been uh, living under a rock. Or been hit in the head by a or rock. Or been hit in the head by a rock. <laughs> you know about everyone's uh, favorite hate crime victim, Jesse Smollett. Uh, the Cliffs Notes is this guy apparently in some kind of uh, an effort to apparently increase his own fame. Uh, claimed that he had been attacked in the street in Chicago. Well done. He did just that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he did get famous. He yeah, get famous. big time. Claimed that he had been attacked in the street by in Chicago by a couple of uh, Trump supporters wearing MAGA hats who were definitely white uh, and who had bleach and a noose and went after him. And then it turns out that he um, seems to have paid a couple of Nigerian actors to attack him in the street. Uh, and it's maybe my favorite story in the news all year so far. Um, so that's the primer. Most people have heard of this. What we really want to get into is suppose that you want to get famous and let us know on Twitter after you've heard our, our picks here. Suppose you want to get famous. You need somebody to attack you uh, for, you know, whatever hateful reason they're attacking you. Who in the cigar industry are you paying thirty five hundred dollars and a ticket to Nigeria to attack you in the street in the dead of winter? And we want to properly execute this. Not like he did where he, he it. effed up at every turn. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. All right. So wait, now if you're so if you're trying to bring this over to the cigar business, so you're trying to frame someone with a with a, a certain level. You're trying to paint yourself as a victim here. Of course, right, but yeah, but right. you were attacked uh supposedly attacked by someone of of a certain level. Two right? guys, right? not not just regular two clowns that have a little cigar shop. You know, right? No, right. You're, you're trying to trying to make it look like someone at a let's say one of the big cigar manufacturers, right? Someone at one of the big cigar manufacturers that attacked you. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah, yeah, and it's got to be somebody that might make it look convincing. Convincing. Yeah, That's exactly. where I was going. Yeah. So I'm going to look for two sketchy dudes that hopefully don't punch hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. That's okay. one way to go. But about maybe it. you do want them to punch hard. No. Yeah, what do you want no. them to look like? No. No. I want two sketchy guys that probably won't punch hard. Think about the payoff here, though. You want it to be. You want it to be convincing. You got to have. I got my two. Have wounds. <laughs> you're, not bring, you're not bringing him off of this. Yeah. Okay. Who are your two? My first oh, Nigerian okay. is Jonathan Drew. Jonathan Drew. Why Jonathan Drew? <laughs> I don't know. He. I, I think he, if you, you think saw him on a video. No, I don't know. I just think if you see him in a hazy, grainy video as one of the guys, you're like, oh, yeah, this guy definitely got beat up by this he guy. sketchy to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's his gait when he walks. For sure. <laughs> what are you saying? Second Nigerian is Matt Booth. Matt Booth is the second Nigerian. That combo. That yeah, combo is too, huh? totally sell it. They look to like the they're cops, looking for trouble out for there. For sure. Yeah, right. I'm I'm into it, Eric. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. wait a second. Oh, okay. But but who was that supposed to look like? You know, because like two like two guys that just beat me up. Just two dudes. That yeah, beat, that's beat it. That's up. it. Just two guys that beat me. You're up. not going like ultra convincing, because those two guys. I'm I'm going like Willie Herrera, oh. big ass. Yeah, but if he hits you, he, you're never going to wake it, up. But I'm you're, paying him, though. You're never going to wake up. I'm Yeah, but I'm paying him, Willie, make sure I wake up after you yeah, hit me. Yeah, just avoid the head right? area. Yeah, right? avoid like, the head area, crack a rib if you want. Yeah. You're the the payoff here is supposed to be yeah. big. You, you're trying to get famous. You're trying to sell a book. You're trying. I'm to going g- the two. I'm, I'm going two big dudes. I'm going I know, Willie but that, that's what, and that's what That's what Jesse did. He picked the two big dudes, and then he got the little scar on his face. Know, Not convincing at all. But they went easy on him. Went, That's the yeah, thing. He should have told him, like, go in on me. Do do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's no right answer here. <laughs> we, we are aware of this. There's no right answer. As long as you don't write a check. Yes. I think you're probably That's, in better shape than Jesse was. Uh, we, we got Nick. Pay him in cigars. Right. Those guys pay him in cigars. Sure. I'm going. People who've subscribed to the magazine for long enough will know. That one of the most solid karate kicks in the industry is delivered Ooh. by Glenn Case yes. of Christoph Cigar. Yeah. <laughs> so Glenn Case and his karate He's a kick. Black belt. Yeah, is he a black belt? Yes, I believe so. Yes, yeah. oh, okay. I think that was in the interview. I thought this was just for the photo. I should rethink no. my black belt choice. No, but I, I want him to give me a good black belt kick. A good, a good kick yeah, in yeah, the yeah. nads. So black belt Glenn oh. Case is on my team here, um, and I'm going. 
1502 cigars, Enrique Sanchez. Ah, why Enrique again? Time. I'm going Enrique Sanchez because I've seen him work with a knife. Oh, in his on steak, the bloody for the inside video. In his relax steak and enjoy. video. Relax and enjoy. And relax wow. and enjoy seems like a really good, like evil catchphrase to use when you're After beating up on Glenn somebody. After kicks you in the Glenn mats. kicks you, and that's and that's Enrique's whole role is to sit in the back going relax and enjoy. Relax and <laughs> As Glenn Case karate kicks me. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's better than this is MAGA country is relax and enjoy. Yes, I like that. Beach. <laughs> relax and enjoy, bitch. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's my team is Glenn Case and Enrique Sanchez. So if 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 our teams are going up against each other, I know which team would win. Whose team? Come on, if our teams are going up against each other, I got the two biggest dudes in the industry. I got a black belt. You can't you can't fight a six eight <laughs> Willie Herrera. I don't know that kick looked pretty high. <laughs> All right, so um, again, let us know. Get on social media. Give us uh, give us your cigar industry Jesse Smollett style hoax team. Tweet us at at Cigar Snob Mag with your answers. Do we want to offer them anything? Fame and fortune. You'll get fame and fortune. Fortune might be a figurative fortune, but but tweet us. Let us Podcast know. Podcast fortune. At the very least, you'll get like a retweet. And how cool is that? So so there's that. Like you'll get more. You'll, you'll get famous just imagining the attack that you're coordinating. Uh, all right. So uh, that was a tough sell. That was a tough sell. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, all right, so in more serious crisis news, uh, Venezuela and Haiti are both places that are going through some uh, turmoil right now. Uh, again, this is a story that is is all over the place uh, already, and so if you if you haven't heard it, we'll give you a little bit of a primer. But basically, Venezuela uh, is in a situation where uh, Juan Guaido, right, yep. has. Um, People are characterizing it as a self-declared presidency, uh, but it's not quite self-declared. They're acting, and there are even people in the U.S. Congress who are acting like if this is some kind of like a, an extrajudicial coup or something. It's really not. Like there's a constitutional process by which he is legally the interim president of the country, but uh, you know, borderline illiterate uh, dictator Nicolás Maduro is not into this idea. He's having none of it. Is having none of that stuff. And, and things in Venezuela, which were already pretty bad, uh, have reached a, uh, a, a an extra fever pitch yep. uh, to the point that they're denying uh, foreign aid to get in, with the exception of, I believe, like the Russians. The Russians supposedly the aid allowed. Yeah, which who knows whether there's actually been aid. For all we know, it's just they say that aid's coming from Russia because uh, no, Russia I, will back I think, the story. No, I think that the World Health Organization did they confirm that. that yeah. Okay. Um, it's like seven and a half million dollars in aid or something like that. Right, right, right. Which is really nothing in comparison to what they need. Right. Yeah. But, I think it's like eighty-five percent of their medication needs are going unmet right now. Yeah. Some some insane thing That's like that. Crazy. Ivan, were you going to say something? I was, but you moved. Uh, you oh. you moved past it. Um, did you hear about? Um, it's a reporter uh, from Univision. Jorge Ramos. Jorge Ramos. Yeah. Uh, they got detained, and they I, I think they took all their equipment. Yeah, it was like mid-interview. Because yep. of the... Yeah, like yeah because literally of the mid-interview. It was crazy. What I heard was uh, most of their stuff was taken away because earlier in the day, they had gone to like a hospital, and they had taken pictures, and the, uh, the, f- the footage that they captured at this hospital was so bad. Really? Yeah, and it looked terrible. That so it doesn't heard. look like any of this aid was getting to this place. It looked really really bad yeah, yeah. What, what i what i did hear or what i heard ramos say in an interview maybe with like anderson cooper or somebody uh was that in the interview i guess he had like an ipad or a phone or something and he was asking maduro to comment on some pictures or video that that he took himself of kids rummaging through some garbage for food uh and so i think it was at around that point or something like that that the other you know cronies who were around were like yeah this interview's over and yeah. give us all of your shit uh and his henchmen are, are mostly cuban uh guards which right they, they correct yeah over there. yeah yeah so and that was one of the things that that guaido has has commented on you know, with all the talk of like interventions from the u.s and other countries his thing was like oh, if anybody's been intervening uh in venezuela it's the cuban government um damn cubans those damn cubans you can't take us anywhere man uh 
So anyway, uh, keep an eye on the Venezuela thing, which is also uh, has the potential to yeah, impact so that's the cigar the reason industry. We're talking about it, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Venezuela. Again, for people who are not aware, the Venezuelan government is part of this like cadre of governments that is nice and chummy with all of the other Castro-influenced governments in in Latin America. So Nicaragua is another place where, yep. when when all the stuff was when all the shit was hitting the fan in Nicaragua, there was talk of how many Cubans were showing up mm-hmm. and training Nicaraguan police and all that stuff to uh, to fight back uh, protesting crowds. Um, uh, a lot of the a lot of the stuff is right out of like Cuba's. Uh, playbook exactly yeah do you hear anybody in the industry uh commenting on the venezuela thing in relation to nicaragua uh not really no, no one on the record is talking about it but uh at least uh not anyone i've come across but but i'm personally concerned right like uh you know that relationship between venezuela and nicaragua is strong mm-hmm. uh so what happens to nicaragua's government and nicaragua's uh, oil, which is a petroleum that they use, uh, it, most of it, if not all of it, comes from Venezuela. Right. So what happens if Maduro is ousted, uh, fully ousted, then then what happens to Nicaragua? Right. Because they're already financially in trouble. Yeah. So they're teetering on the brink right now, and and things are calm right now, but, but what happens if now you suddenly don't have fuel for your cars and businesses can't run? And, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's the part that uh, that relates it for us, right? Because we're in the cigar business, not 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 to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just we don't talk about all the news that's out there, but the news that relates to the cigar business, we do talk about. Right, it. like Jesse Smollett. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that one was just you <laughs> wanting to goof off. Uh, but no, seriously, the the Venezuela crisis is is sad. You know, Miami here we're surrounded. Uh, there's tons of Venezuelans in town. They they uh, you know we some of them are our colleagues in the cigar business. Uh, so yeah, we, we feel for them. We, uh, uh, you know, we feel their pain. We went through yeah. this as Cubans. So, uh, hopefully things get resolved in the best way possible. And uh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And then actually related is the situation in Haiti where yeah. there are protests also in the street where people have also been, uh, uh, in, in sort of clashes with, with authorities out in the street and there it's protests over corruption, uh, and a lot of like embezzlement and and all that sort of stuff uh, on the part of the national government, some of which involves uh, accusations that uh, the the government officials have embezzled funds that was intended for earthquake relief, and some of those funds were Venezuelan loans. Yeah. Uh, so you've got all this stuff, and in the case of Haiti, neighboring the Dominican Republic, there's already all these all this tension there related to migration from one to the other, and you got to think. That the worse things get in Haiti, the hungrier people are going to be to cross the border into yeah. the more stable the more Dominican Republic. They get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, both things to keep an eye on, not just because of the cigar thing, but also uh, because of just the, the humanitarian situation and something to to be cognizant of. Uh, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully, we won't hear too much more about it because it will have calmed down. But it's not looking like either of those is on a swift path to resolution. No. Uh, here in the U.S where we have less intense things to worry about, but there are things that are more directly cigar-related to concern ourselves with. Uh, there is the news that the cigar in the, the court case of Cigar Association of America et al. versus the United States Food and Drug Administration, so you might know the name of that case from uh, news in the cigar media that has been circulated about uh, the FDA's proposed regulation of premium cigars, uh, an appeal was filed on Tuesday in the District of Columbia Circuit. This case uh, in particular, because I think there are multiple lawsuits, right? Yeah, um, there, there, there are layers to this. Right, but the uh, the argument being made in this case is about the uh, warning plan of the FDA being unconstitutional on First Amendment grounds. So this relates to uh, the health warnings that will be mandated, at least according to the, the plan as it exists right now. Uh, the argument being, again, that those are unconstitutional, that they uh, unduly restrict the speech of the cigar companies that will have to cover up their packaging uh, and and presumably their advertising, yep. uh, which if you're if you're a reader of our or really any other magazine, you haven't really seen the full effect of it. Uh, some companies might have already begun to experiment with adjusting their designs for this. Um, but it, well, they, they did initially uh, and we saw a, a few ads uh, roll in with a massive uh, 
warning labels warning labels covering like 30% of the right uh, of the page but then uh, there was a stay so so everyone went back to the normal ads because it was perfectly legal to have normal ads right so 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 anyway there's um, an appeal was filed in that in that case a, the judge uh, in that circuit um, issued an injunction so basically there won't be any enforcement of those rules until at least 60 days after the appeal process is done so for the time being, there's not like a rush for people to get things done tomorrow. Uh, but still, that's now sort of once again hanging over the heads of the of the cigar industry. And that's something to keep an eye on and make sure that you're, you know, sending all the letters and making the phone calls and doing yep. all the stuff that you got to do uh, when you're prompted by uh, the Cigar Association of America, IPCPR, Cigars of America. There are some some positive things happening behind the scenes uh not a lot of which uh can be talked about publicly mm-hmm. but there are uh there are some some potentially positive things happening behind the scenes so yeah. uh as those things become public uh you know we'll we'll share them with you but uh right but yeah i i'm i'm like an eternal optimist yeah so although i um i see this uh as a potential uh problem obviously uh, i'm not blind to it but I do. I feel positive about about the stuff that's happening. Like I said, behind the scenes. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on this. And in terms of timeline, I mean, some of the stuff that I think mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. There there may be news as soon as this summer. Yeah. So people will hopefully, you know, even if it's not like resolution, th- there will be like major movement on the issue. Yep. Yep. Uh, so what that means is subscribe to the podcast so that you're hearing this podcast in the summer. Also, if you know go to cigar rights. Dot org. And go to cigarrights.org. And and, uh, and join. If you haven't joined, mm-hmm. uh, definitely join. And uh, and whenever they send, a, at the very least, get on their newsletters, at the very, very least, <clears throat> so that they send you the notices when uh, when they need you to send letters to, to your officials, to your elected officials. And, and by the way, what that means is when, when they ask for, for us to send letters, it literally means like, like clicking buttons. It's not like you have to you know, print something out and put a stamp on it. So right. it, it takes, uh, you know, between one and three minutes to complete these things. Yeah, yeah, they make so, it pretty friendly to people who yeah. don't want to go to the trouble of writing a thing, although you can. You, you can, of you can course. Can. Yeah, they give own. you the address, too, if you want to do that. Right. But for the, you know, for the ones that, that really just want to click a few buttons and then, cool, I did my part, uh, that option is there. Right, right. So uh, before we get into our parting recommendations and our uh, last word from Drew Estate, a word from our very own Yamilet Calvino, who was at uh, Pro Cigar in the, Domin- in the Dominican Republic. This is the <clears throat> Dominican Cigar Industries uh, annual festival of cigars. I know that uh, she had a pretty good time with all the parties and the dancing. She always the does. Parties and the dancing and the caramelonis. Uh, so <laughs> here's, uh, here's a, a quick word from Yami. On, uh, on what she saw over there in the DR. Welcome to Yami, special guest on the Cigar Snob Podcast, our pro cigar correspondent. Woo, woo, woo. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Yami, ¿cómo está? Good, good, good. How was uh, pro cigar? Oh, my God. Awesome. Like every year. Uh, let's see. Things are pretty much the same every year, except, mm-hmm. you know, other companies do different things or whatever. So I flew in Sunday mm-hmm. to, I want to say it was Punta Gana. Yeah, right? I flew into Punta Gana. Yeah. Um, got picked up, ta-da-da, settled in, whatever, got in my golf cart. Woo! Nice. Went around. Um, we had dinner. <laughs> we had dinner at um, Alteris. Made us, or uh, Tabacalera de Garcia, better uh-huh. said. Uh, we had dinner at Altos de Chabón, which is very nice. It was outside. Nice. By the old church. Yeah. Alto de Chabón, for people who don't know, is sort of like, uh, it, it, it's it, it's not actually, uh, it's sort of like a simulated. It is a replica. Yeah, like a replica yeah, uh, they colonial give us, town. Yeah, they give us a story, but uh, me and my memory. Yeah. Replica Italian village is what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, which right. a dad kind of give it to his daughter. Some story yeah. like that is kind of interesting. But anyways, beautiful place. It's all made out of like rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole little. Very castle Very castle Yeah, and then it has like where we were at. You could actually see like the. Um, Chabon River. Okay, yeah, yeah. From it, which is, it was nighttime, but it was, you know, it was really cool, very nice. The, well, that night we partied, of course, every night you party. Monday, they took us 
again, Tabacalera de Garcia, took us on a cam catamaran boat ride um, from the um, marina there at mm -hmm. Casa de Campo. We went to a beautiful area, which the water is like crystal blue. If you look at my pictures on Facebook, you'll see it. Yeah. Um, most everybody jumped in the water. Beautiful. Then from there, we're probably there for 45 to an hour, maybe. By the way, the boat ride, very fun. Beer, rum, music. What more do you want? What more do you want? Cigars. Yeah, well, that's like a given. Everywhere you go there, you got cigars. Yeah, yeah. And um, they actually had a Dominican lady and guy, young, dancing the whole way. Oh, on to, the boat. On the boat, yeah. trying to get people to dance and stuff. On the way back, that was... No, we actually went to Saona. That was our final stop where we had lunch first and then we had a um, seminar Okay. Um, done by Tabacalera Garcia. At cool. night, we partied again on the beach. They celebrated, Tabacalera Garcia celebrated their 50th uh, anniversary. Great again, party, party, party at the end, fireworks, you name it. Next day, which is Tuesday, oh, baby. went to Tabacalera Garcia, did the whole factory tour. Da -da -da -da. Beautiful, everything great. Lunch. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, it's, after a while you get tired of so many parties. Physically. Physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get tired. You gotta be in shape. You gotta be in shape, yeah. I tried working out two days only after that. I lost track. Anyways, that night we had a welcome back, went to Santiago after lunch. And had a welcome cocktail, which is very nice. Also, everybody kind of gets in, everybody flying in that night, a lot of, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, now, in Santiago, that's like the days you start more of the, I guess, actual festival. Yeah, like tours and the whole thing. To, I mean, you do the tour in Tabacalera, yeah, but this is more of you choose where you want to go. Right. So this year, my first one, which was Wednesday, I chose La Flor Dominicana. Mm-hmm. Which you do a field field and tour. And Lito did the tour. Lito, yeah, it was uh, Lito, Inez, and Tony were there. Okay. They did a horse show. Really okay. cool. Yeah, yeah. What are you? What are like the a, like a equestrian? Show? Yeah. Uh, Paso fino. Uh huh. Which uh, Lito got on one of them and did his shows. Really cool. So we did the whole field tour. After that, went had lunch. Very good. They. Did a lot by ella, you know, da -da -da. you name it. Da -da 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 -da. We did the whole factory tour that night. We had the I, I get lost. Checking the notes. The welcome, yeah, because it's so yeah, much. Okay, the welcome it was party. Well, yeah, another party. Welcome dinner. Well, that night is usually typical dinner, you know. Right. So like, yeah, like you very got Dominican food. Very Dominican food uh, everywhere. The atmosphere is just yeah. very Dominican, which is really fun. Um, again, dancing, they had cool. a dancing contest, lots of partying. Did you compete? No, Pagay. I would oh, wow. probably, I might win. Oh, well, okay. That's <laughs> okay no, you know, they're right, like, come right. on, come on, let's give, dance. Give I'm like, no, I dance every chance. night. Yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> so anyways, that was fun. Then Thursday, <laughs> on Thursday, I did Tabacalera Palma. Okay. Um, which is La Galera. Mm -hmm. Well, they, they make La Galera. Uh, Hochi gave us a tour. Nice. We they, He met us at the um, at the field. It was another field tour, um, which was very fun. They had they were waiting for us and with the coconut, coconuts, yeah, coconut, yeah, coconuts. yeah, coconuts, with like their name stamped on it. You know, did the whole tour. From there, we went. Yeah, coconut with your name on it. Well, their name. Oh, no, like the La Galera. Yeah, brand, yeah it's Which, on my Facebook also. By the way, anybody who's interested, you can hear an interview with Hochi Blanco on episode 65 of the podcast. There you go. Um, then that night, well, we did. We finished, you know, the, the tour. They um, they built this actual, this new area for to for guests. Okay. They have, you know, lunch and they had a coffee. They had dancing again. Yeah. You know. If you're going to go next year, make sure you take comfortable shoes Bring your dancing and shoes. dancing shoes. Yeah. Um, then that night, which is my favorite night, it's the white night. Oh, boy. At the monument. Yeah. Needless to say, I think I got back to the room at one something in the morning. That's not so too much. Bad. Well. She leaves early. Oh, but yeah. 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 Early flight out. We, no, but that was the next day. I mean, this is still yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, okay, we still okay. have one more day. Yeah. So, you know, 
it catches up to you. Yeah, On yeah. Friday, I was feeling it already. Um, anyways, that's a beautiful night up in the monument. Again, the food was great. Dancing all night. Yeah. yeah everything was great. Friday, I went, which is our final day. Tabacalera La Alianza. Right, which is EPC. EPC. Um, and that was really cool. They waited us with, like, no field tour. This is just a factory. Right. Um, they waited with us with people dancing, of course, merengue. More people dressed up in their uh, typical Dominican outfits. Yeah. Right? I guess like so. The red, white, and blue, blah, blah, blah. Na, 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 na. Nice. You know, that kind of thing. Okay, well, I can't think of uh, la chicas. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> we did that. Um. Come on, you guys are making me lose my... Uh... No, 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 no. So, EPC... And okay, then... and then there we had... Um, Jose Blanco did the uh, seminar. The seminar, okay. Which is cool. We did the whole tour. Emmanuel gave us the tour. He's excellent. Yeah. Very detailed. People loved it. Um, I think it's a festival that if you smoke cigars, you need to go to, you yeah, know? Because yeah. a lot of people learn a lot from it. Um, that night was the closing night, which is the gala. Mm-hmm. Which and they is, do a big auction and the whole. They thing. did the auction. I I heard. I overheard somebody said they raised over a thousand uh, one seventy five. A bunch but, of money. A bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a cutter that went for twenty grand. Yeah, I saw. It was like a solid gold. Zykar solid gold with uh, sapphires. Right, right, right. Yeah, they people spent a lot of money, which is really good because it goes for right. you know good Donated cause. Donated a lot of money. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Who was the auctioneer? Was it Mike Herklesen? Oh, every year. Well, no, because... The well, yeah, once uh, Manolo Quesada... Well, it's him. the torch. It's right. him. When you see Manolo Quesada and Michael go up on stage, right. you know that's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, it was really fun. He makes it fun. Cool. Yeah, he does. Um, what else? So, anyways, I don't know their website, but Pro Cigar. Yeah. Dot maybe org or something like I that. I think that's right. Keep talking um, while I make sure. Yeah, I think that's it. So if you want to go next year, it's always it's around yeah. this time. Procigar.org. Is it? Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's, I go there often. Good stuff. Yeah. So if you want to register for that next year, you come home with a lot of good stuff and you learn a lot. Yeah, but yeah. It's, on top of that, you it's a fun time. It's a good time. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, Special Guest Yami. I feel like I didn't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to end. All right, and now before we get into our parting recommendations, a word from episode sponsor, Drew Estate. Introducing the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, which features a dense plantation-grown Magafina wrapper over a Connecticut River Valley broadleaf binder with fillers from Nicaragua. Showcasing the floral and earthy Brazilian Matafina tobacco with unique texture, the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro is manufactured at La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate, blended by Willy Herrera, and presented in five Vitolas. It's now available at Drew Estate retailers nationwide. And we're back. We are rounding out this episode, as we always do, with our parting recommendations. This is where we let you know about some things that you should uh, eat, smoke, drink, do, watch, read. Eric, what do you got? Uh, again, I just came back from uh, Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. Uh, and the Jupiter Beach Resort, so I need to uh, again recommend that. That was freaking awesome. If you're into baseball, by all means, uh, get out there. And uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to add one thing to it. Is that all right? Yeah. I watched, it wasn't the best series I've ever seen, but it was entertaining. Uh, it, was, it was a Netflix series called Russian Doll. Uh, this It's kind of like a a modern version of like groundhog day but it was pretty cool it's pretty cool what nice. they what they did with it and uh so yeah what i mean it's again easy to watch so like six episodes or something like that it was fun so russian doll good stuff what i got ivan what you got dude um we usually save this for for our print issue we usually run a five to try feature different wines but i happen to have a cheap bottle of wine uh this week that i enjoyed a lot uh you pick it up at your local supermarket um from a fairly big wine producer named Boggle. Uh, they make a, a Chardonnay called Phantom. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's a limited release or 
or what. I had never seen it before. The packaging got me. You came in Monday uh, raving about it. But it was it was yeah. excellent. It was it was very different from what I was from what I'm used to drinking. Uh Chardonnay wise, which are usually to me very like light, uh citrusy. This was uh more like a heavy Chardonnay. Like a buttery. It was very buttery. Yeah. Uh, you got breads, apples. Uh, it was like meaty. It was. It was. That, it was heavy. It I was. It those, was good. Those shards. So so I paired paired it with some cheeses and uh, and it went well with everything. It was it, tried out. It's like sixteen seventeen bucks. Well worth the buy. Cool. Good stuff. So I have two recommendations as per my mm-hmm. usual custom. I guess uh, the first. I know, Eric, this was not up your alley even after the first few minutes. But the first is Alex Jones's appearance on episode 1255 of the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Alex Jones, famous for being a fucking nut job. <laughs> uh, and the epi- this episode of their podcast lasts, I believe, almost five hours that's nuts nick i can't i can't endorse that just go into the podcast even if you don't listen to all five just we'll never finish the issue pick, Nick. if you can no, pick to that. pick completely at random and just listen to however much you have time for there is not you're a, right though you could you can do yeah. that because it none of it is going to make sense you're going to learn all about animal human hybrids interdimensional aliens uh the government's plan to destroy the atmosphere with nuclear weapons uh all the things, all the things that you have always once. wanted to know about, all at once. Yeah, it's awesome. One stop shop. How the government is controlling your brain through your cell phone. It's great. Just listen to however much of it you want, whatever you have time for. You will not be disappointed if you enjoy crazy. And God knows I enjoy crazy. Nick lives for crazy. I live for crazy. So my second recommendation is UFC 235, and this is really sort of a callback to a previous episode because. Uh, I think his debut ended up rescheduled to this Saturday, but a while back I had recommended some other UFC event where uh, Ben Askren uh, from my alma mater. Ben Askren? Ben Askren. No, Ben Askren. I've been Askren you. I've been Askren you about Ben Askren. Uh, He'll be making his UFC debut, uh, and that is a highly anticipated fight against Robbie Lawler, and it is not even a main or co-main event. The main event is the light heavyweight title fight between John Jones, John Bones Jones, and Anthony Smith. So John Jones looking to cement his place as like greatest fighter ever by the end of the year with his next few fights. Doesn't he have some uh, issue with the whole drug testing? Yeah, there was like some PED controversy. Um, How long did that last? It's kind of still going on, but I I think it's one of those things where it's more like it was such trace amounts that the consensus from any kind of authority was that it wouldn't affect his okay his it was maybe like a tainted substance or one of those kinds of things they also don't have like boxing commissions right oh no they do it's it's they all do. yeah it's all governed by the same so they're they're oh, tested really? okay. they're tested by usada and and all the same stuff um so uh and that, and that's part of the the issue with ufc also right like where it's uh it's a more organized promotion than in boxing but they're still dealing with the disparate commissions, right? So you might be suspended yep. in one, and there's a question of whether, like, Jersey will suspend you and all that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, uh, there's that. And then the welterweight title fight between Tyron Woodley and Kamaru Usman. So super stacked card. abandoned all conventional sports, and he's now just on UFC. It, yeah, I mean, he got a subscription to ESPN Plus, yeah, which is all the alternative like sports. This. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so cool. hey, I'm all in. I'm all in. God bless you, Nikki. Yeah. Darts, badminton. <laughs> Alex yeah. Jones. Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Alex Jones. I, I'm sort of now spending more time on this than I thought I would, but uh, also worth looking for compilations of the back and forth on their respective podcasts between Alex Jones and uh, Joe Rogan because they had been feuding since Alex Jones's first Joe Rogan podcast appearance, and then Alex Jones would like go off periodically on his podcast about how he wanted to challenge Joe Rogan to an MMA fight, which I hope still happens, even though they seem to have made they up. Seem, they, they seem pretty buddy-buddy there. On They're pretty buddy-buddy. showed me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so worth checking out. Just I just like seeing Alex Jones yelling. Yelling and shaking his arms in the air and the whole thing. All Such that a rare sight to see him yelling. Oh, man. Anyway. That's it. That's all we got. That's it? That's it. I think we're done. Wow. So everybody say goodbye. Later. Goodbye.
subscribe to the Cigar Snob Podcast on cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. You can find us. Uh, don't subscribe there. Go there, find episodes, and then subscribe on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and or SoundCloud. Do all of them. Download all the apps and subscribe all over the place <laughs> so you get like 20 push notifications twice a week. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.